Hello and welcome to Dr. B. My name is Heather. And I'm Kathleen. And this week we are covering an episode of My Lover, My Killer. Which is kind of a new show. <laughs> well, for the U.S. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the second season here. It's the only season we have. Interesting. I noticed Today that. Because I, I saw when I was looking on Netflix and it was like season two. And I was like, oh, cool. We can watch season one too. But no, season one's not on there. Yeah, sometimes we get the shaft. Yeah. Uh, Before we get into anything else, you can follow us on Twitter and or join our Facebook group. Info for that can be found in the show notes. If you would like to email us comments or suggestions or donate to us at PayPal, our email address is drmepod at gmail.com. We appreciate any help, whether it's a way we can make this podcast better or just a dollar. So we are going to cover episode one of season two of this very British show because season two is all we have over here. (laughs) Because we're not. British. <laughs> my Lover, My Killer is a true crime series that covers intimate partner violence to help people recognize red flags to look out for, which is such a scary thing. I believe the first season has an episode where the man is a victim. <laughs> Did you notice that? Yeah. I was. That's a I was, lot of women. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, sadly, that does tend to be the majority, but. Yes, men can be victims as well. Uh, and also, I feel like it's a little too too soon to be covering some of these cases. I remember one was like from 2018. I was like, can we at least have like 10 years? Yeah, I mean, I guess five isn't really long enough. So let's just go ahead and get into the series that I can find very little info for. Born on December 24, 1991, Alice Ruggles was the third of four children born to Sue and Clive Ruggles in the village of Turlington in Lancashire. 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 I like a sure. I believe her father was a professor and her mom was a doctor. Which Ooh, fancy. fancy. Alice was involved with the fencing community growing up. The sport, not the building of fences. <laughs> And she attended Northumbria University in Newcastle, where she eventually became captain of the fencing team. It's also the alma mater of Sting. Really? (laughs) Today I learned. After she finished school, she decided to remain in the area because she liked Newcastle so much. She worked at a few bars before she got a job with Sky, which is a media and telecommunications conglomerate. Alice met Tremaine Dillon, or Harry as he goes by, through a friend. He was originally from India. His father was a colonel in the Indian Army. He came to the UK for school and then joined the British Army. Their relationship was fast and heavy. They were in an online relationship before they even met face-to-face. He was in a non-combat role in Afghanistan, so the beginning of their relationship was just through text messages and all online until he came home on a two-week leave and they actually met. So this whole thing lasts, I believe, a year and a day. Wow. (laughs) From when they first start talking. That's intense. Um, Which, I mean, just makes it even crazier how quickly it can escalate. In May, her parents finally met him, and they seemed put off by him. They felt he was just saying what they wanted to hear. A few weeks later, the couple came back to visit her parents again, and this time the relationship doesn't seem so happy. I think it was like, a bank holiday is like the first Monday and then the last Monday in May. So, I mean, it's about a month. Um, I love her mom's thoughts on him. He wasn't what I wanted for her, but if that was what she wanted, then I could put up with him. 
Yeah, it's like a very mom thing to say. He was getting so bad that the friends are noticing. He just demands all of her time. And if she can't meet his demands, then he treats her like shit. Like really obvious red flag things. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe I'm cheating on you because you're not paying attention to me. Just do whatever I say and we'll be great. And I'll be nice to you and treat you like a human. And then an even bigger red flag, he would put down her looks. For example, her mom talks about how he told Alice that she had hairy arms and other men hate that, but I don't mind. Like, fuck <laughs> you. Like, yeah, like, go screw <laughs> yourself. Completely negging her, you know, emotional manipulation tactics. Which is crazy for him to even act like such a dick because she's gorgeous and he just looks like an absolute piece of shit. Uh, you know what? He's a murderer, so who fucking cares about his feelings? He's got big ass ears and looks like a fucking incel. Well, I mean... Girls don't like me because I'm too nice. I was like, no, because you have a shit personality and you're a shit person. Uh, Instead of putting her down and making her feel like she can't do better than you, go jump into a fucking well in the middle of an abandoned forest. Do they have abandoned wells in the middle of a forest? I assume so. I hope so. I don't know. know. If you got castles, why wouldn't you have an abandoned well in the forest? (sighs) I want a castle. It sounds very English. Yeah. You know what? You're right. (laughs) It, that, yeah, I feel like that's something that they would <laughs> I have. I see it. Like an English countryside. <laughs> so she begins to lose weight, lose confidence, and just becomes more and more isolated. He would want to know what she was wearing, where she was going, and at this point, he's two hours away from her on base, and he would just pop up to wherever she would be at with friends. Which, like, like don't fucking, fucking do that. fucking psycho. Alice started hearing that Harry was back on Tinder and was looking at other relationships with girls, how did she know this? One of the girls contacted her, which, good for that woman. Yeah, like, way to be a bro. He, of course, gaslights her and says it was a setup by the guys at his barracks for revenge. Revenge for what? He never says. But if she doesn't believe him, then that's kind of on her. That's just her insecurity problems, is what he tells her. Uh, it is really shocking that she stayed with him for even a week with the amount of bullshit he pulled. Shortly after this, she ends the relationship. Which, yeah, good for her. Like, (laughs) you're too good for this man. Being the control freak that he is, this doesn't go over well with him, and he starts bombarding her with hundreds and hundreds of text messages throughout the day. And if she doesn't respond to his texts, he would go through other routes, like calling and leaving voicemails or messaging her through Facebook. Nothing would turn me off more than to have somebody leave me a voicemail crying to the point that I can't understand what they're saying. But I also don't think she's a heartless bitch like me. And well, some, same. <laughs> it was First of all, don't leave me a voicemail because yeah. I don't want to like have to check it. And they play these voicemails and I'm just like, oh my God, shut up. At some point during the relationship, he gained access to her Facebook account, which is probably related to Alice believing that he installed spyware on her phone. He's just so gross. And I believe that he did based on messages they show where she asked him to please stop hacking my things. Very reasonable. And his response is no. Which like not uh, he doesn't say like what are you talking about or why no, he's just like full on like like, no no. i'm gonna keep doing it yeah and this isn't his only relationship that ended on bad terms shortly before meeting alice he ran into an ex-girlfriend in town with her new boyfriend not sure if he just happened to run into her or if he was stalking her 
instead of just ignoring her, he walked up to her, spit in her face, and called her a bitch. The fuck? Her response was to get a restraining order. Uh, Anyway, Alice has moved on. She's with the new guy that she met through her sister. But Alice moving on means nothing to Harry. He's still harassing her to the point that co-workers are driving her home at night to make sure she's safe. Her roommate, Maxine, tries to be home every night with Alice, but she also has her own life. And so on a night in early October, she's away at her boyfriend's. Two or three times throughout the night, there's a knock on the front door. But whenever Alice goes to check, there's no one there. Creepy. Oh, it gets creepier. She goes to bed, which is at the back of the flat. And while she's trying to sleep, she gets woken up by a knock on her window in her bedroom. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) That's a fucking nightmare. She opens the curtain and there's Harry with flowers and chocolate. He drove two and a half hours, jumped over her back fence to bring her flowers and chocolates. That she doesn't fucking want. Yeah, she never asked for it because they're not in a relationship anymore. Fuck off. She literally wants you to leave her alone. Afterwards, he calls and leaves her a message where he says, Hey, Alice, after we spoke, you didn't speak. Well, you didn't want to call me again. So that's why I decided to come down to give you flowers and chocolates. And yeah, now I'm on my way back. If you want to take it, you can take it. If you want to bin it, you can bin it. It's completely up to you. I just wanted to do something to say that I'm sorry and show that I'm really am sorry. Like, dude, clearly you're not sorry because you're not respecting her. Yeah, she said, leave me alone. And you're showing up at her house. And she's already moved on. You continuing to bother her is not going to help your case. Also, don't make an unannounced five-hour round trip. Knock a few times at her front door and run away. And then jump her back fence to knock on her window while she's trying to sleep. To quote-unquote apologize. That's a fucking (laughs) creepy-ass apology. so creepy. So, yeah, at this point, her friends and family really step in to kind of push her to go to the police. On October 2nd, she called the police to report the stalking. She's just so polite on the call, almost like she hates being a bother. She takes out a pin or police information notice, which is basically the police telling the offender to just leave the complainant alone. It's not like a protection order issued by the court. Like, it's not that severe. Like a verbal warning? I'm not sure. Yeah, it's like getting a cease and desist letter. Her other option is to get a protection order, but that's going to require her to go to court. And she's 24, so obviously that's kind of difficult Yeah, to I mean, wrap she, your mind around doing. Yeah, she just wants it to go away. She doesn't want to have to, like, you know, go through all of these, like, crazy steps. She yeah. just wants him to leave her the fuck alone. She tells him that if he contacts her again in any way, he'd be arrested. Instead of the cops putting the fear in him, it just makes Harry angry. She's trying to get someone with authority to to tell him what he's doing is making her fearful of him. And instead, he's upset that she would dare try to embarrass him because he's a fucking child that can't take no for an answer. She thinks the cops telling him to stay away is enough. And for a week, she's back to her old self until she receives a package from him. It's not even a week because she first called the police on the 2nd. And on the 7th is when she calls the police again to report him contacting her with the package. Yeah, it's literally fucking five days. <laughs> like the fucker couldn't even give her some time. This officer could not be bothered at all to care when she informs him. He yeah, he's her, just like, well, were they threatening? Yeah, was any of it threatening? Like, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. He was told not to contact he her He could again. give her a posty note that says hi and it's still breaking yes. the contact order. 
After the call, Alice texts her sister to basically say, maybe the cops will care after he fucking stabs me. I think that goes to show the headspace she was in. And the talking head brings up that in the letter, Harry had stated something about knowing you belong to another man now. Which is so gross. Like, she's an object. Ugh. October 12th, he travels down 120 miles from Edinburgh, where he's stationed to her flat, and just sits outside up the road until she's dropped off by a co-worker. And that's when he moves his car closer. She changes her clothes and is messaging with friends, just relaxing after work. Harry breaks in somewhere through the back because the front door was double locked. There was some sort of struggle and she ran into the bathroom, hoping to be able to lock the door in there to keep him out. We know she made it in there because there were footmarks on the door from him kicking it in. Ugh. And it was an absolutely brutal murder. Six separate cuts to her neck, all the way to her spine, not to mention all of her defensive wounds. And instead of calling for help, he took the knife and her phone and took off, getting rid of the evidence on his way back to the barracks. 20 minutes after he leaves, her roommate Maxine comes home to grab some clothes to head over to her boyfriend's. Her 911 call was so, or I guess 999. Yeah. Uh, The front door was still double locked, so she tried calling Alice, but of course those calls went unanswered. She climbed through the back window and found Alice covered in blood and dead in the bathroom. And on the police call, she even says, Harry did it. (laughs) Yeah, she just, ugh, it was so sad. And she's just like, wake up. I was very curious why the show said the phone call for Maxine was on the 17th when, like, everything I read said the murder and discovery was on the 12th. I can't, yeah, I can't imagine she was, like, (laughs) sitting there for five five days. days later, yeah. I just thought that was weird. But with Maxine pointing the finger at Harry so quickly, he was arrested trying to climb back into the barracks. Yeah, he was trying to (laughs) fucking sneak in so that, like, they wouldn't know. So he wouldn't sign out and he'd have an alibi. I just think it's funny he got caught sneaking back in. There's no way to lie out of that one. No. And, of course, when the cops show up to inform Alice's parents, they know right away why they're there. Uh, At least Harry was already in custody by the time they found out, like not having that fear of where he is. Harry refuses to admit guilt. He first says he never left Edinburgh, even though his phone shows him in Newcastle, along with the CCTV all the way. Fucking idiot. (laughs) Then he says he went there to talk to Alice, and when he left, she was fine. This was also tossed aside when they found her blood in his car and on a bracelet he wore. At trial... His defense is when they were arguing, she somehow stabbed herself while lunging at him with the knife. Yeah, like several (laughs) times. To add insult to injury, he mentioned how sad it was that her father couldn't be there for her as she died. Fucking sick. It took the jury less than two hours to find him guilty of murder, and the judge sentenced him to serve at least 22 years. During sentencing, Judge Paul Sloan said, Not a shed of remorse have you shown from first to last. Indeed, you were concentrating so hard on getting your story right when giving evidence, you forgot even to shed a crocodile tear. You were harassing her, you were stalking her, you were destroying her. Damn. So sad. (laughs) That was good, though. Her parents felt tremendous amount of guilt for her death because they had told Alice to just ignore him. Which, yeah, that's... I remember getting advice like that. Just ignore boys. Yeah, go I mean, how many times have I myself told my kid when someone's, you know, doing something that annoys them? Oh, just ignore them. 
in fairness, that's how stalking used to be treated. And still, some people treat it that way. Just ignore the person, they'll take the hint. Which, really, the police and the military could have done more. In 2020, Harry petitioned to complete a sentence in his home country of India, but I couldn't find anything that resulted from that or if there was a decision. In 2017, her family started the Alice Ruggles Trust, the main focus being to bring more awareness to the public and law enforcement about coercive control and stalking. And I will leave a link to the Trust website in the show notes. So just some things left out because they do only have 40 minutes to kind of shove everything in. They started talking online October 2015. They met in person January 2016. His tour in Afghanistan ended in mid-April, and the relationship ended the first week of August 2016. That is fast. (laughs) So they only had a face-to-face relationship for like 18 weeks. Jesus. (laughs) The Facebook thing. He actually got access to it and changed her password, so she had to start a new one. He cheated on her throughout their very short relationship to the point that it wasn't just the one woman that contacted her about it. Another one did as well. The fuck? He's demanding just absolute loyalty from her while he's out just fucking whoever. He wasn't just calling and texting her. He would get into contact with her family and friends and call from other phone numbers. Dude, that's like way crossing the line. <laughs> like if you're checking up on me with like my friends yeah. and my family, hell no. In one message, he mentioned that he wasn't used to being denied what belonged to him. <laughs> he would use emotional blackmail against her, you know, threatening to kill himself unless she took him back. Please do. Which is such a bitch move. And then he would turn around and threaten her with secret photographs he had taken of her. Like... <sighs> naked photographs her new boyfriend that she was with mike harry would contact mike directly to try and get him to think that alice was cheating on him (laughs) god what a slime ball (laughs) that night where he knocked on the door and then jumped the fence he had knocked on the door and then waited several hours before jumping the fence and leaving those gifts after knocking on the window and scaring the shit out of her which means he sat out front for hours who does that when she requested the pin it wasn't the cops that informed him it was his army superiors they actually talked to him on three separate occasions telling him to leave her alone someone doesn't listen her sister was also in the military and so she too was in contact with either his superiors or someone high up to let them know the situation and yet they did nothing yeah that's what i meant earlier when i said the military also shared blame Uh, And so part of that letter he sent her was him whining about how he was being punished and it was her fault. There was another time she called the police and was basically told there was nothing they could do and the pin was pointless. Then why the fuck is that an option? That call was not recorded. Convenient. Yeah. Also, when she first got in contact with police, she was listed as a medium risk. But I'm assuming based on how calm she is on the two recorded calls, they didn't think she was as fearful as she truly was. Right. She's just so sweet and, like, polite. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't want to be a bother. Two days before he killed her, he drove to her flat after dark to take pictures of the window he would later use to gain entry. So I remember it was clearly they mentioned premeditated. That, yeah, they mentioned that kind of quickly. 
And then the day he killed her while waiting for her to get home, he was messaging another woman trying to arrange a meetup for when he returned to Scotland later that evening. <laughs> He's just the worst. Jesus Christ. Uh, the ex-girlfriend stuff. Not really an ex-girlfriend. He proposed to her in early May 2013 after just nine months together. And later that month, she decided she no longer wanted to be with him and ended the relationship. It sounds like he like really likes to love bomb. Yes. On June 4th, she had left work and was walking down a busy street to meet her new boyfriend when Harry came out of nowhere and came up to her in an aggressive manner. He blocked her path and wouldn't let her leave. At this point, her new boyfriend showed up and Harry became aggressive to him and walked towards him with clenched fists. (laughs) They left like a lot of stuff out. (laughs) He told the boyfriend that he wanted to talk to him like a gentleman and asked, why did you take my girlfriend away from me? What the fuck? (laughs) Don't you think after a breakup, it can be solved? <laughs> like, why'd you steal my girlfriend? Are you serious? Not your fucking girlfriend. The woman tries to intervene and asks Harry if he's going to hit her. Instead, he spits on her face and runs off. Afterwards, he texts her saying he was glad he was no longer with her because she was a complete pussy who was scared of him and wanted, he wanted to make her cry. Says the guy who spit in her face and ran off. Yeah, what a fucking <laughs> pussy. <laughs> He's the worst. The army punished him by making him complete some course, which clearly didn't work. The ex was able to get a restraining order against him, which the army knew about, but didn't log into his record. Jesus. And as far as the police, the first officer who helped her with the pin was, by all accounts, great. He even requested to spend more time with Alice on the home visit when they realized how serious the situation was. And when he was in contact with the officials in the army, he was told the situation was a civil matter and just because Harry was a soldier didn't mean his employers have any further role to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except the army has their own kind of law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first cop recognized how dangerous Harry was. I just wanted to throw that out there considering how the other cop was like, oh, there's a pin and he sent you a letter. Well, was it threatening? <laughs> There's just so many other small details that I just couldn't get to. Again, check the show notes for all the articles I used. I don't understand how he had the time for everything he was doing. That's another thing. He wasn't doing his job in the army properly. (laughs) Just fucking, fucking around. So that's it for this week. Uh, It's very important to recognize the signs of stalking. It's not your fault and you shouldn't feel ashamed. No, and definitely, like, you know, contact the police if you feel like somebody is going too far. Uh, And if someone's throat is cut six times deep enough to expose their spine and they have defensive wounds to their hands and also, like, a stab wound to their nose, I don't think it's self-inflicted. No, it wasn't like an accident (laughs) where they hurt themselves. (laughs) All right, thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Talk to Me. The opening music is by Twisterium. For comments or suggestions, we can be reached by email at doctomepod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at doctomepod and find a link to our Facebook group in the show notes. Thank you.